Oh, man. First Barry Trotz, now Bruce Cassidy. A lot of NHL coaches, especially NHL coaches who shouldn't be blamed, are being blamed. And they are taking L's left and right. But could it benefit a team like the New Jersey Devils? There's a lot to talk about in this episode because we are going to revisit should Lindy Ruff be fired or not. So buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, another coach bites the dust as Bruce Cassidy was recently fired by the Boston Bruins organization. And it does raise an interesting talking point. Should the New Jersey Devils pursue after him and bump Lindy Ruff out of his head coaching position? That is something I want to talk about in today's episode. But before we do... Let's talk about William Nylander once again. I know you guys are getting a little sick and tired of me discussing that hypothetical trade scenario, but someone brought up an interesting point in the previous video under the comments section. So this person asked me, why do you value Nylander so much more than Fiala? Fiala had 85 points with bad linemates playing on the third line. Fiala also is great in the corners and battles hard unlike Nylander. Fiala is a 100-point guy next to someone like Hughes, no doubt. Fiala over Nylander. Now, here's the thing. When I'm doing silly season discussions, I don't value one person over the other. The fact of the matter is someone gave me a trade package to work with for William Nylander. Now, I did say in one of the silly season episodes I did for William Nylander, I said if it was the second overall pick strictly for William Nylander, I would say no. I'm not going to do that kind of deal. However, one of my colleagues presented a trade package, and if you need a reminder... William Nylander, Jack Campbell, the 25th overall pick, Rasmus Sedin, in exchange, we give them Damon Severson, Mackenzie Blackwood, and the second overall pick. So I'm not valuing William Nylander over Kevin Fiala. I've even said I want Kevin Fiala on the roster. I'm just not seeing any specific trade packages. I'm seeing a lot of, like, you know, hypothetical rumors going around the Internet, but no one has offered me a concrete trade package to work with or at the very least start with. So in the previous episode, I talked about what would I give up for Kevin Fiala? Well, maybe a protected top 10 first round draft pick in next year's NHL draft. Maybe a prospect that is not named Alexander Holtz or Luke Hughes. And then we go from there. And obviously you add Pavel Zaka to the mix because I believe Zaka would be a throw in piece at this point. So once again, when I'm doing silly season discussions, I'm not valuing one player over the other. I'm just reviewing everything independently. And I'm just trying to see like, okay, what does this hypothetical trade package look like? What did this person offer me? So when I'm seeing the rumors saying that the New Jersey Devils are front runners to land Kevin Fiala, that's great and all, but I'm not hearing any like concrete like trade packages. So for example, it's like, is the second overall pick a factor? Highly unlikely. However, I need to know, like, is this what the New Jersey Devils are considering getting in exchange for, you know, maybe bumping up their organization to the next level? Are they willing to separate the second overall pick and then get someone like Kevin Fiala onto the roster to try to make an impact for their uh, team. I have no doubt that Kevin Fiala will be an impact player for the New Jersey Devils if he's paired alongside with Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer. 
I fully uh, believe that. And you did bring up an interesting point saying that Kevin Fiala was able to get the most out of a pretty crappy situation from the Minnesota Wild. It was a contract year for him, and he was able to show out, and he definitely deserves his next payday. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, I'm just saying, like, you know, is there a concrete trade package that someone can offer me so that way I can work with it? Now, that's why I'm trying to reach out to Locked on Wild, and we're in discussions of doing a crossover episode, and I'm going to see what his mindset is because I think he's starting to come to the realization saying that Kevin Fiala is no longer going to be a Minnesota Wild come puck drop this upcoming year. So it's just like you're going to have to uh, listen to some of these trade scenarios. And look, I'm not going to offer the second overall pick. I'm just not, unless you're able to throw in a few other pieces. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, uh, I, I need something to work with. And what the Locked On Leafs guys were uh, offering me was, you know, someone like Jack Campbell, who I think is an upgrade over Mackenzie Blackwood, still giving me a first-round draft pick in this year's NHL draft, albeit I get it, it's not that high of a selection, but still, it's a first-round draft pick, and that's something to work with. Rasmus Sedin is a bit of a question mark and will be a bit of a project, but I think his projection is on the upward and then for someone like William Nylander, third on the Montreal, or not Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto Maple Leafs in points. And, you know, he was behind Mitchell Marner and also Austin Matthews. So my thing is like, you know, we know that William Nylander can also provide that same type of production. And I, I get he's, you know, he doesn't really do the dirty work. But one of the points I brought up was that, you know, he can be paired alongside with someone like Nico Kiescher, someone who, uh, you know, likes to play two-way someone who isn't afraid to get dirty, someone who isn't afraid to do the dirty work. So someone like Nico Heischer can certainly polish someone like William Nylander up. That's not to say that I don't want Kevin Fiala. It's just like I just need a trade package to work with because right now I've been seeing just a few reports being go, being thrown out there saying like the Devils are interested in parting ways with the second overall pick for Kevin Fiala. And I respond by saying, hell no. Or they're saying like, you know, maybe the Minnesota Wild could demand a prospect or a first-round draft pick from somewhere else, like the Ottawa Senators, whatever the case might be. So overall, I'm just working with what the tools have been handed to me. So I'm not saying that I value William Nylander over Kevin Fiala. I'm just saying from an independent silly season discussion, these are the tools that I'm being dealt with. Okay, so I hope that clears the air a little bit, and I hope that, uh, you know, shines a light and just says, like, I'm not trying to value William Nylander over Kevin Fiala. I believe Kevin Fiala would be a great addition to New Jersey Devils roster. It just has to be for the right pieces. Now, let's talk about Bruce Cassidy. And unfortunately, he was recently fired by the Boston Bruins. And it does raise the interesting talking point, which is whether or not the New Jersey Devils should pursue after him. So we've talked about Barry Trotz. We've talked about Peter DeBoer on the show before. We even talked about Kevin Deneen of the, U of the Utica Comets. And basically, it was just like, what's going to happen to Lindy Ruff? Is he going to stay with the New Jersey Devils organization? Is he going to be fired? Is some of his staff going to be fired? And the ultimate decision was that Mark Recchi and Alain Nazardine were given the boot. Well, Nazardine didn't have his contract renewed, and Recchi was fired. But ultimately, it was just like there was a lot of questions as to whether or not Lindy Ruff would keep his head coaching position because based on reports I've been seeing, Lindy Ruff is down to the final year of his contract. So he's going to be held to a much shorter leash. And I've said it in previous episodes, this is a quote unquote tryout year for him. So if the New Jersey Devils aren't performing up to expectations come midseason, I would expect a coaching change. But ultimately I said, I don't think Lindy Ruff should be fired. But with Bruce Cassidy being uh, recently fired by the Boston Bruins, it does, you know, put things into a much different perspective. Now, 
here's the thing with uh, Bruce Cassidy and the Boston Bruins. During his time with the Boston Bruins, he won 245 games. He lost 108, and he was able to get to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple years ago. They lost to the St. Louis Blues that year. And ultimately, a lot of people were stunned that Bruce Cassidy was fired, like how a lot of people were stunned that Barry Trotz was fired by the New York Islanders. Now, here's a question that I'm sure all of you want me to get to, which is, is going after Bruce Cassidy worth it for the New Jersey Devils, and should we give Lindy Ruff the boot? I'll give you uh, my answer in a moment, but first, it's time for the first library this morning and comes from our friends at Built Bar. So it is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirl on top? So good. What if I told you you can have all that chewy, chocolatey, delicious, plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And all you got to do is act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only for 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Bill Bar's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. Speak of which, it's really good for your heart as well. The best part, caramel brownies are covered in 100% real chocolate, like for real. With Bill, you, have to you don't have to sacrifice eating healthy and try to get something good. You can have both. It's healthy and good. And all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. There are millions of reasons why you should pursue Built Bar. But for now, let's just say the caramel brownie will rock your world. That's not an understatement. With Built, Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com. Get your box of caramel brownie bars right now. The offer is go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at Built.com. Now, I've talked about Lindy Ruff on this show before, and I know during the course of the season, I was ex uh, expressing some of my frustrations towards the organization. Uh, come midseason, I was saying that Lindy Ruff was on borrowed time. He might be fired before the season even ends. The New Jersey Devils ended their season on, like, what, a six-game losing streak. A lot of people were saying that Lindy Ruff was cooked. He was seeing red, yada, yada, yada. I get the frustration towards Lindy Ruff. I really do. And I get that the coach is usually the first one to blame when a team is not really clicking. And there are also rumors saying that Lindy Ruff had lost locker room. However, Tom Fitzgerald and a few others put those rumors to rest when they said that Lindy Ruff is there day in and day out. His door is always open. They say the players really like him. During the exit meetings, Jack Hughes said that he really liked Lindy Ruff. P.K. Subban went out and said that this was the most fun he has had during his tenure in the NHL. Nico Heischer did rock Devils Twitter a little bit and said that he had no comment in regards to the coaching staff. However, I said don't read too far into it because it could be possible that Nico Heischer is just hinting at that maybe Lindy Ruff's staff will be fired and not Lindy Ruff in particular because I think the question was angled towards the coaching staff in general and not particularly Lindy Ruff. So ultimately, my overall assessment about Lindy Ruff is that I don't think the season struggles were on him per se. So, for example, the New Jersey Devils, uh, they were actually a pretty decent offensive team during the late months of December and also January, and I think half of February as well. The New Jersey Devils were able to catch lightning in a bottle, especially with the return of Jack Hughes. They were able to click on all cylinders, and they were able to push their rebuild uh, that much further. So I give credit when credit is due. The, the New Jersey Devils were able to shock the NHL world momentarily with how well they, they were playing, obviously, that kind of fizzled out when a lot of players were going on to COVID protocol, a lot of players were getting injured, and then ultimately we went back to our losing ways. And the first person to always be blamed 
is the coach. And I get it. You know, did Lindy Ruff uh, handle himself during pre uh, post-game press conferences? M maybe not to the best of his ability, but at the same time, I don't think all the blame can be pushed over towards Lindy Ruff. Just because, let, let's just look at the facts. Towards the end of the year, the Devils were dealing with a lot of injuries. So Jack Hughes wasn't able to play. I believe Jonas Siegenthaler was shut down early as well. Miles Wood wasn't able to play. Jonathan Bernier was obviously unable to play. Mackenzie Blackwood didn't return until there were a couple games left in the regular season, and he was out since mid-January. And I know I'm forgetting a few other people. Um, let's see, who else was out? I think... Um, I think Ryan Graves was also out for a game. P.K. Subban, I, I believe. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, you get the point, which is a lot of players were out for the New Jersey Devils, including Nico Keisher. That, there's another name that comes to mind. So there were a good number of players who weren't able to suit up for the New Jersey Devils. And when we had to play a team like the Carolina Hurricanes, what did you honestly expect from the New Jersey Devils? I'll tell you what I expected. Little to nothing, and we ended up getting blown out by the um, – by the Carolina Hurricanes. But the Carolina Hurricanes were uh, first in the Metropolitan Division. So their worst is still better than our best at the time. And we basically had to bring up half of the Utica Comets to just put out a roster out there. So Lindy Ruff was just rocking with what he had. And did you honestly expect the New Jersey Devils to upset the, uh, the, the, uh, the Hurricanes? I sure as hell didn't. So why are you putting those expectations on the New Jersey Devils? I get it was embarrassing. I get that the game was put to rest relatively early. And I get that the New Jersey Devils went on a six-game losing streak to end the season. But at the same time, I don't think Lindy Ruff is the one to be blamed in this sort of sense. I feel as though he just had no choice but to rock with what he was given. And then in terms of special teams, that's on Mark Retke. You can't really put the full blame on Lindy Ruff. So I was like, I'm cool with keeping Lindy Ruff, but some of his staff has got to go. Alon Nazardine, I love the guy and all. He was able to uh, help the New Jersey Devils when Lindy Ruff uh, went down because uh, he had to step away from the game uh, for, I believe, a couple weeks because of the passing of his father. So that's something else that Lindy Ruff had to go through during the course of the year. And, uh, you know, but I think Alon Nazardine, he was there before for Lindy Ruff. So I think it was just time for Alon Nazardine to move on from the Devils organization. I don't doubt in my mind that he'll get another coaching gig somewhere else down the line. But uh, for right now, in terms of him being with the Devils organization, nothing personal, but we just had to make that business decision. So ultimately, getting someone like Bruce Cassidy, yeah, I mean, I get that looks good on paper. And I did tell you guys that his record with the Boston Bruins was really good. Went to the Stanley Cup Finals just a couple of years ago. Obviously, came up short. But, you know, this year they went to the playoffs. They lost in the first round to the Carolina Hurricanes. Last year, they lost to the Islanders in the second round. The year prior, they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. But all in all, during Cassidy's tenure with the Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins always made the playoffs. So I'm sure that's what's piquing a lot of people's interest, which is maybe the New Jersey Devils should pursue someone like Bruce Cassidy to bring over to the organization so that way we can try to take our organization to the next level. Maybe we can win more games. But here's the thing, guys, and this might be somewhat of a controversial take, and I might be alone in all this, but usually the grass isn't always greener. Like, all that glitters is not gold. What do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing. The New Jersey Devils were a relatively young team. And the Boston Bruins, they're a playoff team year in and year out. So we're at two different standstills in, in terms of us being an organization compared to the Boston Bruins. Because the Boston Bruins are a bona fide playoff team. 
The New Jersey Devils, we're still in our rebuild. Now, before any of you try to contradict me and say, well, Trey, you said that we were past the drafting stage of our rebuild and you want to go after an impact player. That is correct, but I said be smart and be conservative. By no means did I say the New Jersey Devils are done with a rebuild. I just said in terms of drafting players, I think we're done in that sort of sense because we got a lot of young players in the pipeline to make an impact. So that's where I stand with the New Jersey Devils organization, which is, okay, let's go after free agents now. Let's look at, uh, for a possible trade to take our organization to the next level. And I said the ceiling for the New Jersey Devils come next year is a wild card spot in the playoffs. I never would say contenders. I would never say a deep playoff run. I would always say wild card playoff team, just trying to play it safe and be optimistically cautious. So ultimately, it's like if we were to get someone like Bruce Cassidy, you know, would that hinder the growth of some of our young players? Now, a lot of you are probably going to say, Trey, Bruce Cassidy made it to the playoffs with the Boston Bruins the last few years. If there's interest in the organization, why not pursue after him? Well, just like I said, sometimes all that glitters is not gold. And here's the fact of the matter. That might hurt our, some of our young guys because here's one thing you cannot deny about Lindy Ruff. He was able to get the most out of Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt this past season. And there were a lot of other players who were able to have top-notch offensive seasons for New Jersey Devils because they were able to score a lot of goals this year. They scored just as many goals as the New York Rangers. However, the issue that uh, halted the New Jersey Devils from improving in the standings was their goaltending. So ultimately, you know, there were a lot of players who were able to click on all cylinders under the leadership of Lindy Ruff. So I want to give credit when credit is due in that sort of regards. Now, I'm not saying that Lindy Ruff deserves, like, all the credit. He doesn't deserve any of the blame. He certainly does, but at the same time, all the slander that he constantly gets, I don't think he really deserves it. So ultimately, it's just like, I'm just trying to think of our young guys. I'm just trying to think of our future development because I feel as though, like, if we have so many different voices in the locker room, if we have so many different voices in the front office, it can kind of hinder our rebuild and our growth of our young players. Someone like Jack Hughes, he's already been through multiple head coaches, and he's about to, what, enter uh, his fourth year in the league? Uh, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, same thing. It's just like, you know, let's just pump the brakes when we're just trying to look for a new head coach. We don't need to go after the first, like, top-notch uh, coach out there. I talked about it in regards to... Peter DeBoer. I talked about it in regards to Barry Trotz. I also mentioned the fact that maybe the New Jersey Devils can bring up Kevin Deneen from the uh, AHL and maybe jumpstart him into the NHL once again. And I just said, no, 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 not, not a big enough track history. And here's another thing that you guys aren't considering. I don't know how true this stat is up to date now, but back in November, I believe North Jersey tweeted something out by saying like the amount of games that Mackenzie Blackwood, Nico Heischer, and Jack Hughes have played on the same sheet of ice was less than 20 at the time. So it goes to show you the Devils had to deal with a number of injuries. Last year, Nico Heischer missed most of the season. This year, Jack Hughes missed a good chunk of the season. Same with Mackenzie Blackwood. So ultimately, my thing is like, you know, if we keep having a different voice in the locker room, it doesn't really jumpstart us anywhere. And like I said, this year is sort of a tryout year for Lindy Ruff which is you just see like how far the New Jersey Devils can potentially go. I've talked about it in a previous episode before, and guess what? I'm going to talk about it in a future episode as well, which is, you know, I I'll give Lindy Ruff one more chance. But if the New Jersey Devils do not improve come midseason, then I am all aboard the change of coach train.
like, like punch my ticket. I'm on that train with you guys. I might be behind, but I'm with you. So ultimately, I'm just like, be patient with the New Jersey Devils organization because some of our young guys have been able to answer really well to Lindy Ruff. And that's where I stand when looking for a new head coach, which is, you know, I think Lindy Ruff, he, he's been put into an unfair advantage. He's one of the winningest coaches in NHL history. So I don't know w- how much better you the New Jersey Devils are just looking to get. I get he's a little older. I get that, you know, he runs some playbooks that just don't work in the modern NHL, which is why he saw more success early on during his coaching tenure. But at the same time, I feel as though with the tools that he's been given, he's been able to get the most out of it. Despite the New Jersey Devils going on a six-game losing streak to close out the season, here's one thing you cannot deny. We saw great production from a lot of our young guys, including someone like Fabian Zetterlin. So, you know, we're getting that production from, you know, guys from the AHL. And then look at someone like Nolan Foote as well. Nolan Foote wasn't getting anything going while playing for the Comets this season in the AHL. But once he got to the NHL, he was able to take his game to not necessarily another level, but he was able to show glimpses of improvement. Because in the very few games he was uh, given to suit up in, he made the most of it. So ultimately, I think the young guys answer really well to Lindy Ruff, and I really don't want to affect that right now. Kyle Shapiro, uh, emergency backup goalie for the Devils, appeared on this show before and said, like, he loves the coaching style of Lindy Ruff. He says during his brief time in the in the Devils locker room, so he's actually in the Devils locker room and mingling amongst the players, he said that he, he learned from Lindy Ruff and it was using some of his coaching techniques to use for some of his uh, players that he coaches in the North American Hockey League. So ultimately, and he also mentioned that uh, he loves what Lindy Ruff is doing to the young guys, and he feels as though New Jersey has something special brewing. So my thing is the New Jersey Devils are on the right track. I get our record doesn't do us justice. I get that where we finished in terms of some other statistical categories, especially goals against, doesn't do us justice either. But at the same time, I feel as though firing Mark Recchi, not extending Alon Nazardine, I felt as though that was the right course of action for New Jersey Devils. So Once again, if you're a newer uh, audience member of my show, this is where I stand with Lindy Ruff, which is I'm not exactly for Lindy Ruff, but at the same time, I don't think he should be the the one to be blamed for New Jersey Devils organization. Like, if you want to blame special teams, blame it on Mark Recchi. You want to blame poor goaltending, blame the goaltending coach. I I don't know what the case might be, but ultimately for New Jersey Devils, like we're on the right track to getting back to where we want to be. But at the same time, we just have to be patient. If we were like a borderline, you know, contending team, wherever the case might be, then maybe you consider bringing in Bruce Cassidy to take our organization to the next level. Or if our young big three are more developed and have more NHL experience, or if we were a team full of veterans, then you bring us someone like Bruce Cassidy to take our organization to another level. But Boston Bruins and the New Jersey Devils, two different organizations and two uh, standpoints as to where they're at in terms of their overall development. Bruins, playoff team. New Jersey, rebuild. So just putting that out there. So let's pump the brakes when trying to get for a new coach, and let's just be smart about this. But let me know what you guys think. Do you think Lindy Ruff deserves another chance? Do you think we should go after someone like Bruce Cassidy? Obviously, I talked about Peter DeBoer. I talked about Barry Trotz. Obviously, a lot of coaches have been fired for for the NHL, and it's just like, wow, wait, wait, this coach was fired? Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Obviously, we saw it coming with Peter DeBoer, but Barry Trotz and Bruce Cassidy, I think they were a bit shockers amongst the NHL 
uh, world. So I think I I'm not the only one alone in that. But let me know what you guys think. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, uh, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4. Oh, I did that wrong. At TreyMatt4. And the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.